<laughs> for the hat trick of fun. That's right, I said it. Hat trick of fun. It's time for part three. The breakdown I know you need. It's time for Geekstars. And welcome to episode 149, part three of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. How you doing, everybody? Um... Like I said, it's time for nerd news. Yes. That's it. Now we're going right. No. <laughs> uh, in this week, Ed brings us casting news. Um, and we we actually uncover. I start on a rant. <laughs> I think earlier in the show. Oh, yeah. And then Ed actually finds an answer <laughs> to something that I posed in part one. Yes. And he comes up, which makes me go apeshit. <laughs> to be quite honest. Which, it's a proud moment in my life, I have to say. <laughs> which now has just hooked you in to hear listening to next week's episode. Yes. To hear how I have to respond. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so sit back, relax, and uh, enjoy the fine, soulful stylings of nerd news with your host, Ed and Sean. I'll be back at the end. You're listening to Geeksters live on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Just search Aquanet Radio on those apps. All right, folks, looks like it's the time we've all been waiting for. Pour those drinks and get ready, because <laughs> it's time for Nerd News. Yeah! All right, Ed, what do you got this week? The Crow. Did you know they were going to make a remake of it? <laughs> yes, I did. Oh. Well, apparently it's going to die before it was resurrected. I heard that. Yes. Um. Okay, what article do you have? Because I found one, too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is from bloodingdisgusting.com is the, the website that I got this article from. Okay. And um, basically the reason why it's, it's, it's doing it is because apparently relatively media is declaring bankruptcy. Oh, okay. So the, the production staff has actually vacated the building and hasn't been back in, in a few months uh, in, in preparedness of their bankruptcy. Oh, so it was one of those things like, hey, okay, we're going. Oh, wait, no, we're not. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, uh, uh, like I said, uh, they want to move forward with it. Um, they said that it could happen. They still have the director of uh, Corin Hardy, who, who uh, directed The Hollow. And uh, they did have a uh, female lead of Andrea Rossenborough. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if I butchered your name. Yeah, because she's listening. Right. Yeah. <laughs> she she was going to play Top Dollar, which was the female uh <coughs> villain in the in the picture. Okay. Um but that is as far as, as they got. They didn't they didn't say anything about what the movie would have been about. Um and they had apparently um they lost Jack Hudson, who was going to play the lead Luke Evans. Uh, but he, of course, dropped out before anything was happening. So oh, actually, okay. Trying to recast him at the time was going on. Right. So, uh, yeah. So now this movie is not going to be made. So uh, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. You know, uh, I mean, I would like to see another sequel of The Crow because this is not something that like. It is. It definitely leads to um, sequels because in the comic books, like there is the original comic book, mm-hmm. the one um, uh, the one Brandon Lee was in. And then there were other crows in like the line. It's like not the first time, right? You know, someone's it's in the comic. 
and also in the movies. Yeah. Where it was somebody else who was killed wrongfully and comes back to avenge a loved one. Um, I would have liked to seen. I don't, you know, it's kind of hard to say. It's like, I don't know how. Only reason why I would want it to be back on the plate is because James O'Barr, the guy who created the series, was involved in the production of this movie as well. Mm. So it's kind of like, even he gave the okay to do this story again. Right. Because, you know, he said, like, it's time and I think we could do, like, he, so I'm kind of, I'm, I'm like you, I'm on the fence. I'm like, I would like to have seen it because I love that. I love the first one so much. Mm-hmm. But I love this one so much because of the tragic nature of the story behind it. Right. You know, Brandon Lee getting hurt, on, killed on set, same, dying the same age his father did, that whole mystery surrounding, like, the death of the two of them yeah. at the same age. And also was the first time, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but they actually, for one of the first movies to actually use digital um face manipulation mm. because they had the, a body double and they just digitalized brandon's brandon's face on the, the actor a couple yeah. times usually when it's like a quiet scene or like i do know like when he's playing guitar like or when he's when you first see him in the w- window that was a stand-in and they just digitalized basically took his face off of one scene and put it on there yeah um but the whole nature of the movie, I just love the it, it's the gothic nature, the, mm-hmm. the, the lo, like the love story behind it, and to come back from the dead to avenge the wrongful death of a loved one is romantic to me in a way. Yeah. Like it's it's definitely like that, oh, like that even death cannot stop how much I love you. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna cry, <laughs> and then come back and do it in a bloody. <laughs> You know, like, oh, it's just, yeah, like that whole scene where he's jumping on the table and he's swinging the sword and he's like, you're all going to die. <laughs> and he just starts killing. I'm like, this is great. Yes. Like, I love the movie. I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't think I loved it as much as you did. But yeah. I, I mean, it's one of those movies that if it's on, you watch it. I have it on DVD, yeah. you know, and I've watched it several times, you know, and just because it's one of those movies you can just kind of go back to and just. You know, it's like yeah. that perfect almost it's, movie. That, and, almost, and that, and that tra- you say, right, when Brandon Lee passed away during the making of this movie, you kind of just go, wow, you know, like, like, what are like what are they going to bring now that he's gone? Like, and he, yeah. it was such a perfect yeah, and then, like, in movie the, for it. I have the, of course, me being me, I have the special edition DVD and I have the special, di- I have the special edition Blu-ray. Mm. And they had, like, interviews with him, like, in the, in, like, kind of, like, behind-the-scenes stuff. And he actually said that this was a character. He was looking forward to making more of these. Yeah. Like, it wasn't going to be a one-and-done thing. This was going to be a series of movies because he said, I love this character. I love the feel of this movie. I love everything. I want to do more than just this one. He's like, this is a franchise. Mm. And you're just like, son of a bitch. And yeah. it did turn into a franchise, but not the way that I personally would like to have seen it if he was alive. Yeah. Like, I would have gladly have seen, like, hey, it's, you know, the Crow 5 with Brandon Lee, and he's in his 40s. Yeah. I've been like, as long as he's kicking ass, I don't care. <laughs> you know? Like, uh. there's just those moments where you're just like, how when I watch it, I'm just, it's, it's just beautiful. Like, it, to, me, it, to me, it's like a, a warm blanket on a cold night. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because oh, it, it can't rain all the time, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> just want to say that, man. 
<laughs> All right. You know what? You gotta you gotta macho up there. You're, you gotta, you're, gotta, gotta macho it up a little. You're, you're pussifying yourself oh, here. Yeah. <laughs> Snap it, little Slim Jim. Was that was that enough, macho enough for you? you <laughs> that works. <laughs> macho man, Randy Savage, you pure in heaven. Piper and I are about to go down. Oh yeah. Was that even close? Yes, I know. All right. What else you got? Uh, Doctor Who. I mean, who? Who? Woo! Uh, woo! Ric Flair, he's still alive. <laughs> yes. All right. But what about Doctor? Woo! <laughs> you would say your doctor is? Um, I would say my doctor is probably David Tennant. Okay. Of course, before David Tennant was Christopher Eccleston. Right. And he only did one season. Right. They finally, he finally reveals why there was only one hit season of him in Doctor Who. I, I always heard. Now, this is what I heard. Yeah. So I did not read this article. So we were going to find out whether or not. I have my mystical powers or not. I heard that he just didn't get along with a lot of the people. Like a lot of people, they there was like oil and water. Like they just didn't like him. Yes. That's exactly. Really? Yeah, yes. Oh, play him. I, I hate it when he does that. <laughs> no, no. Well, I, just because I figured it out. Tell us why. Give us more detail, Ed. Well, he basically wasn't like everybody. It was just basically the people in charge oh. that he just was not getting along with. He was, you know, he was... They say he's like he was oil and water, and it was just not getting along, and he just felt it was time to depart. You know, it was just you know he wanted to, you know, continue on, but he felt that you know like he could do other projects at this point, and you know, being Doctor Who is just not where. Like, right. Sometimes, at. sometimes you when your creative team, sometimes when one person doesn't mesh well with the other ones, it's better for the life of the of the show for that person to go and move on. Mm-hmm. You know happens sometimes usually there's no like animosity or ill will towards you just kind of go look it just happens that way you know mm-hmm. good luck god bless godspeed do your thing yeah yeah so that's kind of I, I you know all right and but that gave us david Tennant. so well he feels that that he's still a part of the doctor he is. family i mean sure because you know, he's you know he's a, he's a J, david Tennant was a generation of him and and then of course matt smith yeah. and now peter capaldi he, he would be he he is the George Lansby of Doctor Who. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good analogy there. I pulled that one out. That's right. Sure did. For those people who are new, George Lansby was a guy who replaced James Sean Connery as James Bond for one movie. For one movie, and then they realized that movie didn't do so well, so they brought Sean Connery back for two more movies. Just one more movie. One more movie. Yeah. Diamonds Are Forever, and then. Roger Moore took over. Yes. Yeah, uh, yes. He did come back for Never Say Never Again in the that's, 80s. Doesn't that's, count. That's, doesn't does count. count. Not a real John Still Dewey. one of my favorite James Bond movies, but doesn't count. Yes. Speaking of James Bond, did you see that trailer for Spectre? Uh, yes, I have. Oh, that It was one of the trailers in the theater? Yeah. Oh, Seeing it on small screen gave me goosebumps. I was like, eee. seeing it on big screen, I almost cried. I was like, this looks so good. All right. All right. So good. Sorry. Cool. <laughs> All right, what else you got there, Ed? I'm trying to find this one real quick. Uh, while, you, while you're looking around, did you know Wesley Snipes coming back to TV? No, I did not. Yeah, there's a, game, a TV show called The Player. Really? Yeah, where it's him and this white guy, and they solve crimes and in Vegas. All right. But that's the reason why I'm looking, because I'm, I'm seeing it on my Facebook page. And I also posted, for those people playing along at home, another trailer that I saw over the weekend was um i should just play the audio because yeah. the, the audio works yes uh let me i'll just play it
In the beginning, there was nothing. An infinite void. Then, in an instant, everything known to man came into being. The Big Bang. The birth of time itself. Chaos and beauty. A beauty that created infinite galaxies. Galaxies that would one day create the unimaginable. Life. But even more incredible. The human brain. The pinnacle of billions of years of evolution. A brain that possesses the power of reason. And the ability to ponder life's most ancient riddles. Why are we here? Is there intelligent life beyond our galaxy? Or the one question that has puzzled mankind since the beginning of time? If God exists, then why did he make ugly people? 200 Lander? No, Derek. 2 Lander. It's like a pun. But I don't spell my name with a 2. Fine. How about... Zoolander II? No, Zoolander 2, but with Roman numerals. But I'm not Italian. Jesus, you are so freaking stupid. It's insane. <laughs> That's right. Two Lander coming in 2016. <laughs> I, in the theaters, when I came on, I'm like, I see all their special effects. I posted on our Facebook page. Yeah. And you see all their special effects, and it's glorious. I'm going, what's this? And you have, you know, Professor Hawking's doing the voiceover. I'm going, oh, what's this? What what did they get him to do? At least it sounded like Hawking's. Like, you know, I don't know if it was exactly him or oh, not. Yeah. Um, and then they zoom out, and, the, you know, the human brain, they zoom out, and there's him doing the blue steel. If God exists... Why did he make ugly people? And I'm just like, oh my god, they did it! <laughs> they made a sequel. They finally did it! Yes, it's like putting a man on the moon. <laughs> we did it! Zoolander two. <laughs> so I posted that trailer on our, on our Facebook page too. Geeks Radio, go check it out. Give us a like. <laughs> All right, sorry. What else you got in the news, Ed? Well, I remember a few weeks ago we were talking about Chris Pine, and there was two roles he was up for in the DC universe. We did? Yes. Okay. And one was, he's going to play... Hal Jordan? Hal Jordan. And... Or Steve Trevor from Wonder Woman. Oh, okay. Okay. He finally made his decision. Neither. <laughs> no, he did make... He made one choice. Uh, which one? <laughs> if you had a guess, it's only a 50-50 Come shot. Come on, dude. Don't make me do this. <laughs> yeah. I'm, obviously, I'm going to say Steve Trevor. Yeah, because now you see yeah, the picture. Yeah, I see the picture of him. <laughs> see the picture, yes. Yes, he's... he's, uh, he's 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 gone on. He's going to do Steve Trevor in the role, and uh, apparently he signed a, a multi-picture deal. So there might be more. Well, obviously there's going to be a standalone movie, Wonder Woman, but there might be more of those that are coming, and he's going to be a part of that. Well, if they do anything like the New Fifty Two, where he gets he's he's dating Wonder Woman at the time, mm-hmm. and then they break up, and he with Amanda Waller create the Justice League of America to kind of bring down the Justice League in case they ever step out of line, which I probably they probably won't go that far. But, I mean, I can see him being in the DC universe outside of just being, you know, Wonder Woman's boyfriend. Right. You know, I guess I'm assuming it's going to be a modern-day Steve Trevor, not a World War II Steve Trevor. Right. And the, the thing was, was that 
they weren't really sure if really Green Lantern. That was just kind of a rumor. Right. It was, one of, it was like, hey, how about Chris Pine being Hal Jordan? How great would that be? And everyone's going, haven't we done Hal Jordan? Yes. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Okay, I'm going to be Steve Trevor. Yeah. Because, I mean, let's face it. We haven't had Steve Trevor in a long time. Yeah, since the you 70s. Know? Yeah. So, well, he was in an animated movie. But yeah, but I don't count that. Yeah. Like, I mean, like a live action representation. And he'll be a little bit more heroic and a little bit more action oriented and... You know, let's face it, you girls get to see and go swoon all over him when he's shirtless or when he's in the uniform. And be like, oh, Chris Pine. And, and oh, yeah, exciting. I'll, be, I'll be going, she's still too skinny. All right, <laughs> 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 hey, well, I guess well, I think the Wonder Woman movie is coming out in 2017, I think. Yes. So, all right, we got two years. It was, it's uh, June 23rd, 2017 is the release for Wonder Woman. Um, you know, of course, there. I do want to add. A little I always, bit. I always like. Here's this is the release date for the movie. There's no script. There's <laughs> no production yet. There's nothing. But here's our date. That's right. All right. Um, but I did want to mention that it was previously rumored that Scott Eastwood character next year in Suicide Squad uh, was going to be Steve Trevor. Oh, but of course, that's been... really so. That was the rumor you heard. Yes, I heard it was Dick Grayson. Well, that's. There was a lot of rumors, but that was the right. one, one that, was, that was because of this article. That's you know they're, they're the, the, you have now definitive proof that guess what people who are thinking that he's uh, Steve Trevor, he's not. Yeah, Chris Pine is Captain Kirk. <laughs> James Tiberius Kirk will also be Steve something Trevor. Yeah, right. they were also worried about the fact when Steve when he was going to play Steve or Trevor that if he was going to be Green Lantern that he wouldn't have time for other projects because. Since Steve Trevor is not that major of a role, that he would have more time oh, for different okay. projects, and Green Lantern would be so it'd be like, wait, you want me to do all these Green Lantern stuff, but I got the Captain Kirk gig. Yeah, that dude, I'm I'm up to my ass in Trek Puntang. Yeah, you know, I can't tell you how many pointy ear bitches call me up. Right, and then now you want me to be Green Lantern? I don't got time for that. I'm off saving the galaxy already. Let me just stay ground on Earth. You know what? I'll play second fiddle to Wonder Woman. There you go. I can still look pretty. Girls will swoon because I'll be the perfect boyfriend because I let my woman be all bossy and, you know, Wonder Woman-y. And they'll be like, oh, look, he's such a real man because he lets his woman do everything. (laughs) And then next thing I know, I beam at him on the Enterprise and I'm bagging green bitches. Yo, what? All right. Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams. Yes. Yes, she is now currently on the TV show True Detective, which I am watching. Okay. She's awesome, by the way. Yes. She is now confirmed to be in the Doctor Strange Marvel movie. Oh, good for her. Yes. Did they tell you what role she's playing? Yes, they do. Oh. Well, let me, no, wait. No, I'm, I do apologize. Let me let me. I thought it was like breaking news on Geeksters? No. <laughs> They're speculating who she's going uh, to be. Because right. she is a female lead in the movie. Yeah. Um, they, they were in talks for a long time because... With Marvel, it's now becoming the multi-picture deal because yes, not only because... not only will you be in the 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 uh, tri- three movies for Doctor Strange, but you could be in you be a walk in you know, on, on Avengers, Avengers yeah, another well, movie that you we know, might need you to tie a link between Daredevil and suit and Doctor Strange because you are all defenders at some point exactly you know so uh, so the uh, so the the person that they they speculate her to be which. I lost here for a second. It's all right. La, 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 I'm Steve Trevor. <laughs> uh, uh, Clea, a sorceress and fellow um, 
Master of Magic, who winds up being romantically linked to Doctor Strange. Oh, okay. Is the, the character they think that she's going to be in the movie. All right. So, I mean, I, again, I'm not one to follow Doctor Strange in the comic books. I've always liked Doctor Strange. Yeah. I know you have you have openly admitted your hatred for Doctor Strange. Yes. You like Arizona. He's the guy that comes into anything. He, he's like he's like you know, the final season, and they bring an actor on, and he's the one that you blame to ruin the series of the whole. He's show. the co- he's cousin the Oliver of right because he cancels the show or you know he, whatever. He is the guy if that would be if you were having a cookout, he would be the guy that would walk in and accidentally dump gasoline on the fire. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you think he's going to help the project, but he ends up burning the whole thing. Right, so. Hopefully, you know, I, I mean, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to be there. I'm gonna I know you're going to be there. Again, good for the show. So it's going to be fall of 2016. It's really good for Star Trek. Benedict Cumberbund. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbund. Or De- Benedict Cumberbiatch. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, maybe uh, uh, I, it's going to be brilliant, Ed. You're going to walk out going, I like Doctor Strange. You're going to have that funny feeling in your stump tummy, and you're going to go, I, I, I like Doctor Strange now. And you're going to be like, every time you see him, you're going to go, oh, my God, it's Doctor Strange. And you're going to hear in Benedict Cumberbund's voice, and you're going to see all the quirkiness that he brings to him. You're going to go, I, I, hope he, I hope he does that for me. I really do. He's going to knock it out of the park, and I'm going to go, I knew it. I am Team Cumberbund. <laughs> I am Team Benedict Cumberbund. <laughs> well, speaking of Marvel. Yes. Spider-Man. What about him? <laughs> they have. Well, please don't tell me this is that fan art thing. No. Okay, good. No. They think that this is going to be the funniest superhero movie. <laughs> but not in that good way. Not funny, <laughs> haha, funny, uh oh. <laughs> Vacation writer and directors John Francis Daly and Jonathan M. Goldstein are happy to confirm that they are indeed writing the script for the new Spider Man movie. Okay, slow down for a second. Okay. So they're saying that the movie might be funny because they have a. The writers have written... Uh, there's more. I'm going to okay, just, I'm gonna, I'm just make sure I'm, I'm up to speed so okay. far. Because right now, I'm, I'm interested. Okay. I'm, right now, I'm intrigued. Okay. Okay, because Vacation just came out this past week. Mm-hmm. You think that that movie is going to be so funny, um, you being the, the writer of this... Well, but let me, let, me, let me give you a little history of what they've done. Okay, so that tell maybe, me. Maybe that will... Like maybe, I said, you have... Let me see if I can intrigue you a little intrigued. bit more. Let me see if I can intrigue you a little see more. See if you can switch that to interest. Okay. The duo's history of making movies is Vacation. All right. Which uh, you haven't seen yet. Right. Horrible Bosses. I liked how Horrible Bosses. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2, which I thought was funny. I never saw that one. I think my girl liked it. Yes. And that's, well, that's the three movies that they're Those are the, those are the, 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 those are the three. And okay. Amazing Spider-Man. Right. Well, the Spider-Man spin-off movie. Right. Yes. They feel that the wittiness when they put the mask on is really where Spider-Man's kind of at. Okay. And it's at like the nonstop witticisms that he does. As, as a huge Spider-Man fan, the one thing that this movie, all the movies lacked, was Spider-Man's snarky attitude. Not, yeah. I mean, not snarky, but more so... His witty attitude. His witty attitude. Yeah. Like, he just had this great level of sarcasm. Yeah. That I incorporated it into my life growing up. Yes. Like, well, they say that that you know because they're they're kind of nerds themselves, the writers right. of this film, is the fact is that for nerds like us, that's a defensive mechanism is to be funny, yes. is, to, is to, to to kind of joke your way out of a situation right. than actually do like a fist to cuff kind of way right. of, of getting through something. 
So they feel that they want to bring that more to the table for Spider-Man. Right, yeah. That's the one thing I do think that it was sorely missed in a lot of like the character, especially because I didn't think Adam... I thought Tobey Maguire did a good job as Spider-Man in the mask. Not too bad as Peter Parker. I thought Andrew Garfield was a better Peter Parker, but not a good Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And because he had more of a cocky, like, that's where I got these powers, fuck you kind of bitch. Kind of like this definitely like chip on his shoulder. And it wasn't out of nervousness or out of um snarkiness it was definitely like a cocky bastard like right. i'm a, i'm more cocky than anything else because i know i can beat you in the room um the other spider-man in, in my mind spider-man's the kind of guy is like i really don't even want to be i don't even want to be doing this but i mean i'm gonna keep talking to you to throw you off guard like nothing frustrates a person more is by picking on them and getting them so angry that they blindly swing at you yeah. because it keeps them off balance. Right. They're going on rage while Spider-Man's bouncing around, focusing on his task and just kind of going, hey, hey, you missed, what, what, what? Like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. So I definitely, uh, all right, again, okay. I'll give it, you know, we'll see how, you know what? We'll see how he is in um, Civil War. Okay. Because in, in April, he, he'll make his appearance. Right. And then July 28th, 2017 is when the scheduled release date of the Spider-Man movie will be. Right. Again, with I, with no script, no <laughs> production value. It's, it's one of those things like I, I never understood that about movies. It's like this is the release date that we have. And, okay, well, you have a release date. Then where's everything else you need? Let's start working toward it because you can make a better movie with more time you have. Mm. And then it becomes like. Oh well, we've only filmed. We only have like six months before the movie comes out. Why? Instead of pushing it back, they they they're so strict on a lot of those release dates. And usually, when they go, oh well, the release dates change. People go, what? Something's yeah. wrong with the movie. Yeah. Like no, no, we just need more time to polish it up. You made this announcement two years ago. Yeah. Should have been done. <laughs> it should be as polished as you can get. It should be sparkly. Yes. Yeah. You know, all right. Well. uh... What else you got there, Ed? Well, I think the big news this week, out of anything else, was, of course, Gambit. I mean, that was a lot of articles yes. came through for Gambit. So this yes, is... there was a, is he is or is he ain't my Gambit? Right. Well, let's let's first uh, talk about the, the how much. The, the, the don't rate me, you're saying, <laughs> you're saying. Hey, if, if you want me to be the raging Cajun, i got to dip my little beak Bink. into the well. Bink. Bink. Yes. Let me talk payday, bitches. So they're estimating, well, not to estimate the cost. They figure out the cost of how much this is going to be. Oh, 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 oh. I love this. I love this part. I love this part. Um, how movies are being made today. I'm going to say it's probably close to $160 million. Close. Really? Close. It's over $150 million, so it's in that, oh! it's in that range. Yes. I figure, you know what? You know, you got all the special effects, him charging up, like all the explosions. He's got to work on that accent. Yes, $154, $975, and $309 is going to be the total thing. What's and this? that's not including the paycheck they're going to hand hey, to Chatham Chan- 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 Chatham Chan- Channing. Chatham Channing, whatever. He's got to do all that bow staff work. Yes. So, I mean, yeah, all right. I'm, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, $160 million sounds about right for that movie. Now, do you have any articles about what – was that what was causing him not to sign was his pay? Well, there, you know what? I did have another article here that – If things didn't – let me put it this way. If things didn't work out the way they worked out, you would have been doing this article instead. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I do this during the week. When the weekend comes, you know, I'm, I'm doing other things and, and kind of preparing for the show, yeah. usually last minute. Last night I got this article, and it's going to be like one of those type of – like this was like – 
this is the article I was bringing to the table before this article Saturday night happened. Okay. Okay. Chad Tating exits X Men spinoff Gambit. Okay. Yes. This was this was pretty much the big news during the beginning of the week. Yes. So if he didn't sign up, this is what the this would have been your original story this week. Yes. So let's give us the whole picture, Ed. Why was Chatham Tanning walking away from Gambit this week? Uh, because Gambit. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I got. I, you, I threw you yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You hyped me off, and I wasn't really ready for I'm, this. I'm gearing you up, going, come on, Ed. This was, gotta, the, this was the way I was going to go. I'm talking real long to get you to find your spot, so when I go now, you're supposed to go, this is why. And I'm like, and go. I lost my page. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, I will re- reiterate the importance <laughs> of what I just said. Uh, earlier in the week, I did see headlines that Shadem Tanning might not be signing on to be Gambit. I did not read those articles. Because I figured, hey, you know what? Ed will probably pull that article for this week in their news. So I will find out all I need to know from Ed this weekend. But as the week had gone by, next thing you know, like you said, last night, bam, he's Gambit. Yes. Why is he Gambit? <laughs> well, actually, as I'm reading the article, I'm like, wow, wait, wait. It just says he left. It doesn't say why he left. Oh, okay. You know, and that was the thing. It was a rumor. Oh, it was so, the old. So, so basically, people said, holy crap, Chanting left the film we got to report this. And this hit nerdum all over oh, yeah, Facebook. Be- I mean, like, there was, like, I saw, like, 50. I'm like, i got to report this. Like, this is big this news. This is big news. This well, it's is- because everyone has that picture of him with the rest of the X-Men up on stage at San Diego Comic-Con. Exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your gambit. And all of a sudden, within a, within two weeks, it's like, yeah, you remember that guy we saw on stage? Magic Mike? Yeah, he's not. he might not be gambit. He's not in it. What? And then it's like, well, why? And everyone's like, we don't know. And now, Ed, you come to us with a story of saying he signed on to be Gambit. Right. He closed the deal. He as closed the deal. So sounds like when he made his appearance at Comic-Con, he was more like, I'm going to show these people how much I'm worth. What? <laughs> Look at me. I'm going to do a little dance step. I'm the only guy up here that has dance background experience. Like, fussy, fussy what? Fussy, fussy who? Shake my abs, shake my tush. Let me let me warm over the audience by helping Stanley off the stage by making America's hearts melt at the idea of me being Gambit because I helped Stanley off the stage. And next thing I know, yeek, uh-uh, you got to pay me, bitches. What? So, so the rumor was basically the reason why was because of the back end money. Was one of the issues. Apparently, there's, you know, of course, there's made, a lot of dealing. A lot of dealing are going to go. You're, you're not going to go. All right, you're going to play Gambit. You're going to make twenty million dollars, and that's it. One of the famous back, uh, the one of the most famous back end deals, Jack Nicholson being the Joker in Batman. He took a pay cut, and he said, you know, I'm going to take a percentage of the box office gross. Right, and that made him obviously more money than God at that moment. Right. Because of the back end deal that he had, it was like I don't know what it was ten percent, five percent, two percent, whatever. But the maybe the ten million dollars he got paid to do Batman to play Joker yeah. was nothing compared to the hundreds of millions of dollars that he's made mm. over the course of the years from the sales of the Batman movie. Yeah, so exactly. So everyone now wants that deal where it's like, you want me to be Gambit? I need a little scratch. Yeah, you want my face on. You got to worry about likenesses, rights, Yeah. Because if you're going to make now any kind of toy, 
action Any figures, action figures, figures, video games, cartoons, yep. and so on. You You're know. gonna have to have at least somewhat of my likeness and of either voice or face. Yeah. So that's now like now we're entering an age of you as an actor is a commodity and that you have to sell not only your skills as an actor, but now your likeness rights. Exactly. Which is the reason why you sometimes get those shitty action figures that look nothing like the person. <laughs> like, I can't tell you back in, like Han Solo did never look like Harrison Ford in any and iteration action, of right. the action figures that I got because they go, Oh, you know what? We can't get the rights. He won't sign off on the rights. We can still make the character. Just make him look completely different than, yes. than Harrison Ford. Make a generic version yeah. of Harrison Ford as best we can without yes. like, Going over the top, right? So, so Tatum, Tatum, Tatum Channing is kind of like, well, you want me to be Gambit? You have to pay, Sherry, huh? <laughs> uh-huh. You want the Cajun accent? On your own, Cayenne people. So now he's just official. He signed the deal. He is going to be Gambit in the film. So, yay! Uh, you know what? I, 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 you know what? I, I'm not. I'm not against it. I'm. I'm not saying I'm not for it. Because I don't just, know, I don't know what he can do with the with the character. No one knows, that's and, the, and and that's the thing. It's it's a, it's a all, mystery. The only person that came close to Gambit was Taylor Kitsch in the Wolverine uh, Origins movie. So you're kind of like he didn't. I don't think I don't remember if he did the accent or not. No, I don't remember. So he did like a southern type of accent, right? And it wasn't okay. Now I'm not expecting full on Cajun because no one can really understand full on Cajun. Right. Like, I, no offense to you Cajun folk that are listening to the show, but. I remember you used to watch the Cajun Chef. It was like, oh, yon, pe- yon, pe-. like you needed subtitles every time we talked, <laughs> a- a- or you just watched Duck Dynasty. There's, you know, or yeah. there, any any show on Discovery now that has to do with Southern justice. Yes. you cannot understand the word they're saying. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm from I mean, the... I, I like the '92 version. That's of probably it. the reason why they lost the wars because no one could understand each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Civil War jokes. That's how topical we are here at Geeks. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> South still reeling from that. That's too soon. <laughs> I mean, so like, mm. I, I like him as an actor. I do. I mean, there's something I enjoy. I enjoy his work. I mean, there's, yeah. I don't think there's a film I've seen him in where I'm like, ugh, you know, he's like, in it. Ugh, uh, Tatum Chang. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I do enjoy it. Are you Jeff? Like, does that? Are you? Are you Gambit? My name's Gambit. It's C. Throw my cards. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, it's really like like. How how far they will go with the Cajun Southern accent? He's, with it. he's never had his own kind of like now with comic book movies being more in play. You've never really had like a live action true representation of Gambit yet. Yeah. So it's I it's, mean like they like with the whole Storm thing, you know, with uh, Halle Berry, she played the first X Men movie. <laughs> she does like an African accent, and then by the third movie, yeah, it's just her. You know, yeah. she's just hi, I'm Halle Berry. Yeah, like. It's it's you know she gave it up like I think the second one she was like in and out like, between the two. Do and... you think she'll uh, um, the actress playing Storm in Age of Apocalypse will have it? I I like to have her see so have it. I mean that would be I think it makes more make authentic about the I, movies I, I would the characters see... because they're from different worlds basically not different worlds but different parts of the, the world, world yeah. that makes yeah. you go this is a more universal picture like these characters are from these different areas and they have these accents and the way yeah. they talk and right. just, it makes it more you know like. You know, like Howie Berry doing her own voice. It was just like, 
it lost something for me. Right. I mean, I was I was thrilled. You need the South African accent. I, I'd like to have yeah. it. You know, I mean, it did it make me go, oh, I hate the X Men movies. No, no, but it's just one of those little kind of. Yeah, it's a little right. extra that gives yeah. you that like a little so so of 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 you know exactly something. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, what else you got there, Ed? Well, speaking of Gambit, they've really revealed the female cast description uh, list of all the characters. I'm not going to go in into- Gambit. Yes. Okay. There's apparently a lot of characters. See, that's the thing. This is this is where I kind of lose. I mean, I'm a fan of X Men, but I was never really like individualized. Like, I never really read too many Wolverine. I did read the big you, ones. You you read the group, yes. And that you, when every time like you did, you have your favorites in the group. Like you, you jumped on. Well, not really jumped on, but you. I know you were reading the older stuff, but then the Jim Lee run. Yeah. Um, I like. I was a Psylocke fan. Like, yeah. I like Psylocke. I like the way Jim Lee drew Psylocke. I'm, I'm it. I'm, I'm a teenage boy. I'm reading Psylocke. I'm going, yeah. sexy girl. She's strong, well. Strong. She's pretty. She pretty. She pretty. She pretty. And um, obviously, Wolverine um, and Rogue I liked in that, in that series. I couldn't. A lot of times for me, though, is that the whole group thing kind of got a little tiresome because I didn't like, I didn't like Cyclops. Wasn't really a big fan of Jean Grey, so well. That's the thing. Like, I like the older X Men because it wasn't the same group over and over again. People ended up leaving or coming. Right, there would was... be a run of like, say, like six, seven issues that you would you would read and enjoy because it was a story of a group of people. But then that group would change because some people would go to uh, uh, X Force, X Force, or they would go to different countries, or right. they would stay behind to rebuild a you know a, right whatever. something bad happened and these guys go off like. Yeah, it seemed like the the X Men of the '90s focused around you know Psylocke. Uh, but they were doing that though for decades since the right. '60s. I mean, there was yeah. characters coming and going, dying, coming back. Yeah. You know that kind of thing that you would see over and over again. But it was never the same group. It would be a group for a while that you would get comfortable with, and then all of a sudden you make a change and you'd be like, "Holy crap! They got rid of you know Beast. I, I right. love Beast. I loved him in this story. He was right. perfect. Blah blah blah." But he was off doing, you know, he needed to discover himself. He, yes. You know, and, or recreate his. And that would be like, hey, here's the Beast spinoff series exactly. for a little while. And then when sales got slow, we'll bring him back into the X-Men. Yes. Or, or we'll have him cross over to kind of maybe pull him in for a couple of issues and then hopefully have him jump out. You know, right. Crossovers. You know, like, like I like the odd ones that would come in. Like I liked when uh, Quicksilver came in. Or Domino, came right, in. right. Those odd characters that you don't see too much because they're not as a mainstay as or cable. Cyclops or yeah, Cable or or uh, uh, you know uh, uh, Deadpool, Deadpool, uh, Thunderbolt. You know, uh, right? Uh, Kitty Pride, Kitty Pride. There was like so many characters that you know that that because these movies, the what you see is like yeah, they're the main core, the core of characters that you would see over and over again. But there was a lot of great characters that you just didn't see too often because. Right. They they were in an issue because they would be on X Force or they'd be in a, a another. I always liked Multiple Man. Yeah, I he was always my he was always on X Force. It was a guy who could duplicate himself. Right, I always liked that. I'm like, oh my god, that's and he was also kind of funny. Like he was definitely not like he's the guy who's like I'm never bored. I you know <laughs> I always find I always have somebody to do something with. Yeah, like and he kind of had that kind of like I'm gonna go to the movies. Who's coming with me? Boop, 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 boop. Oh, you all are? Cool, let's go. Like, <laughs> like if he wants to shoot pool, he just makes a duplicate, and they shoot pool together. Yeah, right. Like, he wasn't that kind of like, he didn't seem to have the angst that most of the mutants had. Yeah. He was like, yeah, this is what I do. All right, let's have fun. Yeah. You know? So, like I said, I, I'm not going to go through them all. Right. But it's, There's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 
12 different characters that they're looking for. So apparently they haven't cast everybody right, in the film. It's like, hey, we got Chatham Tanning to play Gambit. Now we need to fill out the rest of it. If, if you feel like you're an actor or an actress, that you can fill these roles and, uh, you know, go check out our Facebook do they page. Know, do, they, do they need a fat, sarcastic, somewhat funny guy? <laughs> Is there a superhero like that? Well, there's Spider-Man, but he's not fat. All right. I'll slim down for the role. Let's, let's see. Uh, Lewis, male, if any of this and... Any ethnicity? That's it. 40s and 50s. There you go. Oh, oh right. yeah. Right. I'm in there. Elegant and intelligent. No. I, I could fake it. <laughs> an appealing entrepreneur with an unexpected dark uh, side. See, the, the appealing entrepreneur. I need to be skinny and buff. <laughs> I need to be buff and good. I need to have chisel good looks. <laughs> and I don't have that. Wilhelm. Male. Any ethnicities and 30s. Well, you could think of fake 30s. Yeah. Put a wing on people, you. Yeah, people say I look a little young for my age. <laughs> Dangerous street criminal. Oh, yeah. I'm from the Jets. Here we go. Here we go. Protective and loyal to his family. Yeah, okay. I could do that. I'm protective and loyal to my family. I'm from from the hood, yo. I'm from the mean streets of Philadelphia. You see what we did to Hitchbot. Imagine (laughs) what I could do to any other mutant. (laughs) (laughs) Intensely loyal and violent. All right, well, I got the, I can, you can fake. Violence. Yeah, I'm, I, I can. I can turn off the. Uh, I can turn on the Taurus bull rage. <laughs> Here we go. Here is the character Gary. Male, any ethnicity, mid twenties. I think you could pull off. The early thirties. Right. We can okay. pull it off. A little simple, dim witted, and passive. Bye. I'm an X man. <laughs> uh, you can't. You want to play cards? <laughs> go fish. That's my favorite. <laughs> Don't hit me. <laughs> Anybody else you can play? Howard, male, Caucasian, fifties, a refined European mobster who speaks fluent French. You'd have to fake French. Oh, uh-huh. I am sucking the French to you, oh Gambit. Oh, uh-huh. I will get you, Gambit. I am a refined French man. <laughs> yeah, the rest are, are, are early twenties, and they're uh... female. No, they're male. There's two more males here. But there's uh, right of... now, somebody's going, oh, why is there no females in that list, no, man? there's one, two. There's a Vera, female, at any ethnicity, mid-20s, early 30s. Beautiful, smart, tough, fiery, and Why she un... got to be beautiful, Ed? All women are beautiful. Why do they got to be so specific? And unpredictable. I'm unpredictable right now. <laughs> <laughs> Noah, female, any ethnicity, mid-20s, early 30s-year-old, upright, corporate, a bitch. Victious and, and sexual. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. See, right away, I can just bring now some people going, ah, why does she have to be sexual? Because she's probably it's Magic Mike. That's why. <laughs> like, go ahead. Is there another one? Uh, Clarissa, female, mixed does race. She, does she explain it all? <laughs> oh, oh, that's an old oh, reference. What a pull. <laughs> Thank you, Melissa Joan Hart's going. Yes, <laughs> somebody remembers me. <laughs> she's a she's mixed race, ten to twelve years old, uh, ethereal and uh, otherly worldly. Very expensive, expressive, <laughs> expensive, very expensive. Well, you know, you want those little girls. They usually are. <laughs> Sounds like she's a ghost. Apparently, I'm going through this whole list. Anyway, no, 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 go ahead. There's right. one more. Oh, one well. more. Way there you go. Joe, male, any ethnicity, 30s. He's a gun for hire. He's a black sheep of his family, not from a good breeding, but from a working class family. Hey, I'm Joe. I got my guns. Bang, bang, you're dead. That's pretty much the. All the right. There's a couple more, but. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, so, all right. Um, 
There you go. For those people who are interested in a job, go apply. There you go. All right. What else you got there, Ed? All right. Star Wars. <laughs> did you realize that one of the movies did not make a profit? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I saw the headline. Um, I find this hard to believe. So I, I kind of looked at it and I was like, whatever, and moved on. I'm like, maybe if Ed's quick caught this, it'll be in the news. I'll learn all I need to know from Ed. Okay. Um, can I spoil what movie it was? Yes, you can. A Return to the Jedi. That is right. Supposedly he has not made a profit. Yes, David Prowse, who was the actor inside Darth Vader's suit in the original Star Wars trilogy. Okay told Equality Magazine that Lucasfilm told him that Return of the Jedi never made a profit. I get, oh, I see where you're going with this one. I get these occasional letters from Lucasfilm saying that we regret to inform you that Return of the Jedi has never gone into profit. We've got nothing to send you. So basically they're not sending him any money because they, they've now, never made a profit. Just, just Return of the Jedi, not Empire Strikes Back and not Star Wars. Correct. Okay, all right, all right, all right. I know this story. Not mm-hmm. from Star Wars, but from other stories. Um, we call it, here's, uh, again, to pull Kevin Smith into it. Mm-hmm. Kevin Smith talks about Clerks 2, supposedly has not made a profit yet either. And, he, and he's like, that's obviously not true, because what happens is someone refuses, they they fit, they, 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 they adjust the books. Mm-hmm. They cook the books a little bit in the movie industry to kind of not want to pay they they kind of rob Peter to pay Paul at times, mm-hmm. and if they don't feel like Paul's needed the paycheck. They kind of go, "Oh, well, we don't we didn't even turn a profit. There's no money here for you to make." Mm-hmm. And then they have to work out back. They have to kind of back end deals. Mm-hmm. So, all right, Return of the Jedi though has grossed over five hundred and seventy two million dollars worldwide. Okay, during the time of its release. Now, in order for it to make no money, it has to have spent. All that money on something else. Yes, but that doesn't say that way either way. I can't, I can't, right. can't confirm or deny that. But they said, they said uh, the problem, of course, though, is that there's a big difference between having a share of the gross profit and having a share of the net profit. That is true. It's a huge difference in just one word. Sometimes the net profit is all the expenses and so on. It seems like they ended up uh, paying them. So basically what they're telling – David Prowse. So we got people knocking on our door going, hey, you owe some Ewok money, bitch. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, those fucking little furry guys didn't make themselves. <laughs> I did not. We did not fly to Endor and scoop these guys up so you can run through the forest with them. <laughs> Someone made them. Yes. They need to be paid. Yes. Or else you're going to find us using real human hair again for the next Ewoks <laughs> from your head. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Now you pay us, or you're going to find a head of a Wookiee in your bed. A real one. Yes. Because we have those. <laughs> they weren't made up. <laughs> I, I mean, all right. I mean, it, I would think by now it should have made money. Especially on the Blu-ray DVD releases. I, you know, I mean, that's, I mean you know everybody what? bought one copy. See, here, here's Mike. I'm curious. And now that the digital release came out. A month ago, two months ago now, right. you know. Um, well, see, here's the thing is, it used to be owned by 20th Century Fox. Mm. So was Fox not paying him? Or now that Disney owns it, is he making a star hoping that somebody at Disney goes, pay this man his money? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> huh? 
We're not paying Darth Vader. We're not paying Darth Vader. What the fuck is that shit? <laughs> Goofy, get on it. <laughs> okay, Mickey, I'll take care of it. Nobody oh. comes into my town without getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas, dead. <laughs> 20th Century Fox, dead. <laughs> Give that man his money. I can't. We have him out in front of a building. <laughs> Pay him. We have him doing breakdancing on the other down the yard. We've all seen that video. Where he starts dancing. Yes. Look at the I taught him those moves. <laughs> he learned them from Captain EO. Oh, that was horrible. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> <Baby> cry. <laughs> I mean, any like okay, like so that's kind of again one of those things like likenesses. It's David Prowse in the suit. But I bet you sure as shit, James Earl Jones got paid. Yeah. He got paid like a motherfucker. Yeah. Because he's James Earl Jones. You know, like, <laughs> you pay him. Yes. If not, you get the, you've failed me for the last time. <laughs> Cut me a check. <laughs> uh, I'm sure they gave him money up front. I mean, James Earl Jones is probably the most iconic voice for that. Exactly. Series, you know? without, without James Earl Jones, you don't have Darth Vader. Yes. I mean, I'm sure they probably could have gotten another actor, but he it, he has that that voice, that yeah. booming like you have failed me for the last time. I see now the master has now become the student has now become the master. <laughs> like you want him to like. I, I, Stop the we now we now lay the rest, Sean. <laughs> Hi, it's me, Darth Vader. As you've seen, the student now has become the master. <laughs> you have failed me for the last time. <laughs> no! <laughs> I hate you! So I hope they I hope they one day pay David Browse. I think they will. I think once once the new movie comes out, it's going to be more and more like, David Prowse is getting paid? He's the man inside the suit. Yeah. I think it's just one of those, like, I'm stirring some shit up just to, you know, like, look, dude, two out of three ain't bad. Like, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. You know, cut him some slack. It was kind of a weak movie anyway, you know. Uh, I mean, out of three. I, I, I'm sorry, Slave Leia. Yeah. Kind of makes it up for me. Uh, what was it, 1993? 83? 83. 83. 13-year-old <laughs> Sean sitting there, Slave Leia, bikini. Smacking it. Yeah, it was wonk. Oh, hello. My I, lights here were just grew. Yeah, all of a sudden, all of a sudden you're <laughs> in, the, in the theater. That is the day I became a man. Like, <laughs> swinging it around. <laughs> Mine, of course, was red because it was all beaten. <laughs> you know? Just swinging it around. Like, woo! <laughs> Smacking on photos in the edge of the desk. (laughs) (laughs) Slay Liar! (laughs) (laughs) I used to have her hang on to the hard on as as I got her her doll. Like, oh, Sean, you're so muscular. (laughs) I'm going to slide down the bat pole. Whee! (laughs) Oh, Slave Liar. Oh, Slave Leia, you're so good to me. <laughs> well, speaking of Star Wars people. Oh, okay. Mark Hamill. 
Yes, Mark Hamill. He's going to reprise another role. Oh, he is? Yes. A voiceover role. You're kidding. No, he's going to play Joker one more time. He played the Joker? Yes, he did. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> Those who don't know, Mark Hamill played the Joker in the 92 series of Batman, the animated series. Yes, Which he I did. think was a phenomenal role. If you haven't seen it, hey. find it, watch it, you'll love it. Also, he's played the Joker in the Arkham, uh, Arkham series? Yes. Uh, well, he is now going to return for another animated feature called The Killing Joke. Uh, this is the one he said that he would come out of retirement for. This is the one he wanted to do. Yes. Um, I'm in. I am, in? I am so... Well, first, when they said they were doing The Killing Joke, I went, they need Mark Hamill and they need Kevin Conroy. Yes. If And then when they signed on Mark Hamill, I'm like, you need... You know what? It, it's the way I see it, and I hate to say it like this, mm-hmm. let them go out. Doing this movie. Okay. Like, let Mark Hamill go, you know what? This is my swans. This is like, we want, this is the victory lap. Yes. I have, I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm Joker. I'm going to do one last thing. Like, I was surprised to hear him in Arkham Knight. Mm-hmm. I was like, because I thought he was done back in Arkham City. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? He wants a victory lap. You give him that fucking victory, victory lap. lap. Right. He, what he, he deserves is, it. Yes. And, and then, you know what? Get Kevin Conroy to do his victory lap. And then from that point on, get anybody else to do Batman. Yes. It's like, it's like you give them that last, that swan song mm-hmm. of kind of going, yeah, that's right. You know what? These are the two guys that any kid in the 90s watched, even an adult. These, this is our version of Batman and Joker. Mm-hmm. You know, I cannot hear, I cannot read a Batman comic without hearing that voice. I can't hear, I can't read a Joker comic without hearing that voice. Yes. I can't play, obviously can't play a video game, but uh, without hearing this, without those, without those voices. I'm pretty bad at video <laughs> games. I really can't play hey, it. Wait, I really suck. <laughs> like, as far as I'm concerned, these two should be allowed, it's carbosh. Yeah. You know, kind of like. They walk in and go, I want to play, you know, Archival goes, I yeah. want to play Joker in the next animated film. They're like. Yeah, you're in. If Kevin you're Conroy like, says, um, "I hear you're making killing," like, what do you want to do, Kevin? I-, I would like to make the killing joke. You know what? We're making the killing joke. I guess you want to be a Batman. Uh, does Dolly Parton sleep on her back? Yes. Except <laughs> 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 in that Batman, these baritone. <laughs> does my Dolly Parton sleep on her back? Yes. <laughs> you know. Um, you know, Mark Hamill walks in. What do you want to do, Mark? I don't feel like I want to do the joke. I want to do the killing joke. All right, killing jokes coming up. Like, let's let's. Do you know what you want to? Tell? Let's get in the booth right now. Because God forbid you die in a horrible accident, we want all this shit on tape. Like, <laughs> like let's let's do it now. Let's yeah. do the recordings, and we can work on everything else. Yeah. Like, that's it. I, I, there is just certain people. Like, if Sean Connery said, "I want to do another James Bond," okay, J- okay, you're kind of up there, but all right, sure. Like, you know, get the old man what he wants. Yeah. Oh, I, I think I would, I'd be fascinated with a old old James, old James Bond, Bond. Yeah. old Sean Connery. That would be like you know because it's just like he still has that like charm. Does he? We have no one seen him in a while. Yeah, uh, like it could be even, like even his... like the last movie. The last movie I remember him doing. I don't know if he's done one since that. Of course, was the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, right. which wasn't that really great of a film. But him in that film, I'd rather go a little back to like uh, what do you call it? Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Okay. All right. But I'm just saying the way he looked. Yes. And that and the and the way he still performed, he was still like he's, that. He still had that charm. And yeah. He still had that, that charisma that that I'm the shit walking into a room. Yeah. And, like, and all and eyes I, on me. Yeah. And he he carried the film basically. Yeah. You know. Of course, that would 
there was a lot of mistakes with it. But anyway, that's <laughs> that's a whole other discussion. That's a whole other discussion. I went because of him and Petter Wilson. There you go. No. Anyway, so um, I you knew Petty Wilson was Petty Wilson didn't do it, so uh, I saw it. Yeah, I knew that I was like, wait, she's married. Oh, I'm in. Yes, the femme Nikita is sexy. Anyway, uh, yeah, like, like okay, he signed on. They need to announce that Kevin Conroy is going to do it because if without him, it's not going to be the same. Like, it'd be great to have Mark Hamill do it by himself, mm-hmm. but to have. Him do it with somebody else, not Kevin Conroy, right. is is gonna be, it's gonna be different. the only thing that I could say that it might be interesting to see him do it against opposite would be Michael Keaton. Like, uh, yeah. you know, like, well, well, you know, well, I'm saying Michael, like the the, or I'm not gonna say Adam West, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, have like an another Batman player, like an iconic Batman. Do the voice, yeah. Not just a not like a regular voiceover actor. Get a heavy. Okay. Like if you can't get Kevin Conroy, you bring in an, another Batman person. Okay. Like I, people go Christian Bale. No, because uh, we don't have this. Yeah. Get somebody like you know. Hell, I mean George Clooney. I think's too old. Val Kilmer might be able to like. Eh, you know, like get somebody. I think if you if Adam you, West. At the, well, at this point, I mean, a lot of voice actors they can imitate other people's voices. Yeah. I mean, you know, like. Like Bugs Bunny, like you know, when Mel Blanc passed away. I mean, it wasn't like Mel, like these new movies. Mel Blanc's they're pulling all audio from yeah, Mel Blanc. Yeah. They have people that actually do the voice. Yeah. It does sounds pretty good. That's close to it. I think if they have anything, do what Kevin like. Try and imitate Kevin Conroy's uh, voice. You see, I don't know. Like I, I mean, I like to see Kevin Conroy in it. You know, don't get me wrong, because it's like other than. I mean, he's probably doing other voiceover work. Because I was like, "What is he doing now? What's he doing?" <laughs> other voiceover work. He's like, "I'm obviously. gonna do a goddamn thing. I'm fucking Batman. <laughs> I am the only guy who's played Batman longer than Batman's been around." Right. But the thing is, is that if he if if he was unavailable for whatever reason, the next I, step would be to find somebody that could imitate the Kevin Conroy voice of Batman. Yeah, maybe. But I could have, I could have feeling that they they really if they really wanted him. And I think Mark Hamill's got enough of a pull to kind of go. Well, let's wait. Yeah. When are you going to be available? I'll, you know, like, look, I will adjust my schedule. Well, let's, let's let's put it this way: it's not like this is a film that's going right. to take six months. To right. They, yeah, it's going to take six months for the animators to do the work, but they do their work in like two afternoons yeah, or a like, week or something like that. Yeah, it's usually like like a two week ADR process to kind of get all the reactions. You know, watching all the behind the scenes stuff. And yeah. On, so yeah, you know what. You can they can do it from their home. Yeah. Like so there's not you know, they've they've done it over video Skyping where it's like, okay, this is what I want you to do. Like they, they you've seen that. Like so they can do it Kevin Conroy can be sitting in his underwear right. watching, you know, He Man. What do you need me to do? Yeah, sure. Okay, we'll say this. I am the vengeance, I am night, I am Batman. It was good, it was good. Can we put a little more angry into it? Yeah, yeah, sure, hold on for a second. Click, click, click. Uh, yeah, hold it. I think she rose on. Hold on, hold on. Like, you know, like he, you know, scratches balls and yeah. Yeah, whatever he wants to do. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. All right. Let's wrap this puppy up with one, one more. One last story. All right. Fantastic Four. Uh, Question uh, that you've been asking over and over again about the Fantastic Four. What? The thing's junk? <laughs> well, why he's not wearing pants. Oh, there's an answer? <laughs> there's an answer. I don't need to wear pants. I got no dick. <laughs> <laughs> is that the answer? That's the no, simple answer. That's a simple answer, but that's not the answer. I can't find pants that will fit me. Okay, what's the answer? Or is this one of those things where I have to find out in the movie? 
like, you want to know what it is? Tune in the next week when we talk discuss the movie. <laughs> well, basically, that they they feel that the the because he's so big that they would have to make concrete out of his pants, and that would be just ridiculous. There's actually a video here that whoops, wait, uh, wait they had to make his pants out of concrete. That's what the that's what the answer is. I think that's what I said. I mean, it's not like it's fucking material. Like, put him in a fuck in one movie. They had him in a trench coat and hat. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I don't. I don't is it, what's this clip from? The, this is from a comic book movie, and uh, the person that's doing it is Josh Wilding. Wilding, okay. sorry, Wilding, sorry, sorry, Josh. And uh, it's a three-minute video that I'm going to play because it's, it's the audio that will help us okay. explain the uh, answer. Okay. Right. I hope it plays in yours. everyone, and welcome to this important briefing. As you all know, the incident at the Baxter Institute involving the quantum gate was a tragedy. However, from that tragedy comes opportunity. The DOD was responsible for recovering and rehabilitating the four surviving... This better be good. They all exhibited highly unusual physical attributes, (laughs) clearly deserving further evaluation. Asset one, Reed Richards. On the left, that is the strongest man-made material, breaking in an extreme tensile strength test. On the right, he stretches, but remains unbroken. (laughs) He stretches. He is far superior to anything we could hope to achieve with years of research costing millions of dollars. In order to harness the power of these assets, we built cutting-edge containment suits. We have since vastly improved these C-suits in both design and function. Well, you gotta give it a code name. Sue Storm exhibits stealth capabilities far superior to the military tech. All right. An entire division of soldiers completely invisible to the naked eye. That's what I call... The ultimate covert fighting force. Oh, this guy's annoying. Of Asset 3, Johnny Storm. On the left, you see the thermal imaging for a test subject with normal I know, I know. It's a slow build. Much hotter. Approximately 1,100 degrees Celsius. Imagine producing enough heat to propel yourself through the air and launch bursts of heat more accurately than a top-grade flamethrower. Asset four. Here we go. Grim. On the left, that's the toughest man-made composite being drilled. Asset four's surface is literally impenetrable. Bulletproof tech is just the tip of the iceberg. For obvious reasons, it was unnecessary to develop a containment suit for asset four. Oh, <laughs> oh come on! Deployment of these assets controlled. Wait, so. So the argument is the reason why Thing has no pants is because we put pants on him. He's indestructible. His pants are going to get ruined. Yeah. Like, there's no reason for him to wear pants. Common decency! (laughs) The poor man's got no dick! (laughs) Please give him pants! A shred of dignity, Ed! That's all I'm asking! A shred of human decency. Coming from me... That's a tall order. 
All right. I'm the kind of guy who chuckled at a dead robot on the street earlier. All right. All I'm asking for is for some poor schlub who's got no dick to wear pants to keep a scotch of his humanity. Is that so wrong ass? Nope. Nope, not at all. <laughs> but because his skin is the most indestructible thing, why does it need pants? Because he's got no dick. I'm here I am, Dr. Doom. I'm all doomed out. I'm throwing lightning bolts. I'm ripping off Emperor Palpatine going, ha, 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 ha. And I see him. I see Ben Grimm walk into the room. I see Ben Grimm walk into the room. My first thing is going to be like, zap, zap. Dude, where's your pants? I can't fight you. I can't fight na- a naked dude. I give up. Like, like no. Where's your junk? Yeah, dude, where's your junk, man? Like, fuck, I'm all metal. I got a dong. I wear pants. Come on. Show some fucking decency, man. I don't want to see your non-dick wigging around. I mean, come on. You see I was lightning bolting my shit up? <laughs> No, come on, man. Look, shorts. That's all I'm asking. Jockey shorts. Yo, LeBron James wears them. You got to see his dick once. You know? Come on. Wear a thong, something. I mean, look. Okay, yeah, I I feel bad that you don't have any junk and all. But you know what? Spray paint something. Wear a thong. Like, look, here. Oh my god! No, no, a big tree with a thong. Yeah, I mean, just, just something. Oh my god! Okay, now which begs the question: If he's got no dick, how's he pee? And how's my man poo? Because if he's got no dick, he he's got, got no, no asshole. asshole. That's what I'm saying. If he, how, I, I got questions, Ed. That's all I'm saying. They better answer a lot of questions in this movie. Oh, we don't give him pants because, you know, he's got no use because anything that touches him is going to bounce right off him so he doesn't need a containment suit. Human decency, man. That's all I'm saying. Like, come on. A little kindness goes a long way, you little fucks. Like, I, You're going to walk out of the thing going, I didn't need the pants. Like, yeah. I'm going to walk out going, have my man bad grim poo your poo. How did he pee or poo? Someone answer me that. Like it's like that, you know. Actually, what it is is, you know how you know you get that hard poo and it just cakes onto you. That's what his whole body's made for that. Yes. I just layer upon layer, building up. So every time it dings, a little more piece of of orange poo sticks to him. That's right. No. No. I. That's you know what? Shit. If I see him eat anything. I'm going to be like, how's my man poo? <laughs> I, I, that is going to be, that's it. We're definitely have to see this movie because next week we're going to answer the burning question of how does Ben Grimm pee or poo if he's got no pants, no dick, no ass. <laughs> All right. Tune in next week, folks. That's Geeksters <laughs> live on AquanetRadio.com, <laughs> iTunes Radio. Tune in and iHeartRadio, where we ask the burning question, how does Ben Grimm pee or poo? That is Sunday night from 6 to about 9.30. I see him with a, with a, with a newspaper under his arm. He goes to it. Turn on the pee cam. Uh, we're going to find out. I'm gonna, 
<laughs> Fuck, next week, I'm going to have the answer. They better explain how's our man, Pee and Poo, if, if those... Again, another reason why I don't want to see this movie. <laughs> no, I have to see this movie. Because right now everyone's going, yeah, how does he Pee and Poo? Tune in next week, folks. Yeah. Geeksters, live. <laughs> AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio. Tune in at iHeartRadio.com. This is Aquanet Radio on those apps. That's uh, also 6 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yes. Uh, in the meantime, go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio. Give us a like. You can follow, follow us on Twitter at Geeksters or Instagram at Geeksters Radio. Uh, be sure to... Uh... <laughs> All right. Go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio. Give us a like. And while you're there, tell your friends about it. They can either go to the About page to find their own ver- their own copy of the show, or you go to wordswithgeeks.com or iTunes. Now you can go to anywhere on Google and go to fa- download your favorite podcast app and search for Geeksters, and we'll be there. That's right. We're everywhere. <sighs> Tune in next week, man. All right. See you don't, by- don't forget, you can also talk to Sean by emailing him at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Ed at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. And even though she wasn't here this week, she could still be contacted at Erica at wordswithgeeks.com, and that's Erica with a K. Right. Next week, we find out how Ben Grimm sees pizza poos. And we're back, people. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> as you can tell by that uh, last article, Ben Grimm, no pants. <laughs> That's how I'm going to call him from now on. No pants thing. <laughs> no pants thing. <laughs> they can't call him the thing anymore because he doesn't have one. Because <laughs> before it was, oh my God, put away that thing. You know? And then, because he was wearing pants, he kind of go, look at my thing. And people were going, put that thing away. Hence the name stuck. But now he's, he's no, no pants thing. Like, he's thing, no thing pants. <laughs> yeah. How my man not pee and boo? That's what I got to know. And we had to see that movie. The whole time I'm bitching, I don't want to see this movie. I don't want to see this movie. And then it became like, well, I'll pay to see another movie and sneak in to see Fantastic Four. But now I have to pay to have to see it, see if they address the, you know, does my man Ben Grimm pee or poo? Because, you know, now I know why it's clobbering time. He's clobbering time with his fist because he can't clobber time with his penis because he ain't got one. That's what I'm saying. Feel bad for the guy. Most tragic character of the whole piece. Because <laughs> he has no piece. Because he's got no piece. He's got no junk. Sure. You know, Mr. Fan- he's probably Mr. Chelsea, Mr. Fantastic. Anything could swell and stretch beyond measure. So you know his schlong is all super strong. He can sit there and the- he can sit there. He he puts Liam Neeson's cock machine. He can sit in the bed. He can sit in one room and go, I got to pee. What? It'd take a while to get there, but he can still pee. You know? Or when he's, he flush it. He just flush it and swing it back. You know, reel back in. <laughs> you know, he's with a woman. He can adjust the girth or the length to make sure he gets that that you know the the right spot. He can make it rid rid for her pleasure. <laughs> Sue. Can That's turn. why they call him Mr. Fantastic. That's right. How was he in bed? Fantastic. <laughs> He did things with his fingers. I don't even know it could could happen. <laughs> he turned. He has his his penis comes with its own French tickler. <laughs> he just sticks it in there and lets these waves go through. <laughs> <laughs> it's orgasmic. 
No wonder why he married Sue Richards in the end. Because <laughs> she knew what she was getting. She was like, she saw that and was like, God, break me off a piece of that. <laughs> He's like, there's nothing to break off. It's all bendy. <laughs> and of course, she's invisible and, you know, all right. Human Torch is, you know, he can throw on fire, so at least if he's a smoker, you at least, at least let it on cigarettes. <laughs> you know, it's always fun to have at a party because you're never going to run out of fuel for the grill. <laughs> you know, every, every party is a Burning Man party with him. <laughs> you know? And then you have No Pants Thing, the saddest of all characters. Just walking around. No use, no use Hulk theme song. That's Hulk theme. Sad, sad Hulk. I feel sad for Thing. He does not have Thing. Hulk have Thing. Hulk have big green Thing. Oh, but poor, poor Thing have no Thing. Ben Grimm, no, no Thing. How does Ben Grimm pee or poo? If he has no thing, how does he pee? Does he poo? Does he have butthole? Hulk must know. You see Hulk pull but like a rock. He does the whole thinker's thing. Hulk thinking about poo and the thing. Does thing poo? And when he poo, does it come out as rocks? (laughs) Those burning questions hopefully will be answered in next week's episode of Geeksters. <laughs> That's where you need, what do you call it, um, Bill Dozier to come in. Does the thing need pants? <laughs> will our heroes pee and poo? <laughs> will the Geeksters ever find out? <laughs> He'll say around the Geeksters. Will Geeksters ever find out if thing pees or poo? <laughs> Tune in. Same geek time, same geek channel. <laughs> <laughs> Does he pee? Does he poo? Does he pee? Does he poo? The thing. No pants. Ben Grimm. Na 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 na. No pants. Right, if you don't know what the if you don't know what the answer to that is, you can listen next week um, or live. Sunday live on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Just try Aquanet Radio on those apps. That is from 6 to six to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. In the meantime, if you want to download past, present, or future episodes, you can go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, give us a like, and find out where you can download your own copy or you give your friends a copy when you hit the About button. <laughs> good. You could also go to iTunes or our website, wordswithgeeks.com. And now you can go to Google, download your favorite podcast app, Search for Geeksters there, and we will be there. Uh, but in the meantime, if you want to contact Ed on anything you may have seen or heard, you can just contact him at ed at, no, at nopants.com. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be stuck in my head now. <laughs> Geeksters, no pants. <laughs> in solidarity with our brother, Ben Grimm, we're going to wear no pants this episode. What? <laughs> and I'm going to hold my pee and poo for a month. <laughs> Welcome to you. Oh. What's wrong, Sean? Oh. Holding my pee and poo for a week. Oh. Oh, I'm going to pee 
live on air. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but seriously, if you want to contact Ed, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Erica at erica at wordswithgeeks.com. That's Erica with a K. And we'll see you next week. No pants. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.